3: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. we got a problem with the NFL here in 2023. Welcome back. It's Bennett Wood 7 a.m. Tuesday morning here on 97.3 The Fan. I still think the Chiefs are probably the best team in the NFL, but they're definitely not nearly as good as they were last year. And I say that because it's very clear that without Tyree Kill, the wide receiver options for Patrick Mahomes, you saw it last night, drops just over and over again. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes trying to make some plays, and other than Travis Kelsey... Really, no one able to pull much in for that team. Chelsea fumbled. A huge. He also a huge had, a, yeah, he had, had a red zone fumble. Patrick Mahomes threw a, a red zone interception. That was a bad throw. I mean, they, they really dominated the Eagles most of that game and found a way to lose it. It was very Chargers-like it in, was. in it was how they lost that game. But my thinking would be, if, if they met again in the Super Bowl, I would still favor the Kansas City Chiefs. Overall, they seem like the deeper, better team than the 9-1 and Eagles, who pretty clearly are the best team in the NFC. So that, to me, makes the Chiefs still the favorite to win the Super Bowl. But they've clearly taken a step back from last year. So basically, we're just getting more mediocreness right now in the NFL. There, there's some good stories and some decent teams. But I still think the Chiefs are the team to beat, even after losing last night on Monday Night Football. And I just don't think they're as good as we've seen in recent years. You... uh
4: you know the game changes he throws a Mahomes throws honestly one of the most perfect passes that you can throw to scantling and he drops the ball uh guaranteed touchdown game winner i i i, I you can't play at that level and he's lead, i think he leads the league in drops I, I don't know what you do what do you do he clearly gets separation he gets open he, he's a good what are you a good wide receiver if you can't catch the ball and he's he's wide open. I mean, he had his man by five feet, and Mahomes laid it in there so perfect, hit him right in the hands. And uh, you saw a lot of that, man. You see, you're seeing a lot more of that in the NFL. Maybe it's recency bias, but I remember growing up, Ben, with the the quality of wide receivers that we grew up watching. Bro, it would never happened. I mean, he felt like it never happened. Michael Irvin doesn't drop that ball. Jerry Rice doesn't drop that ball. The the third man on the team, the third wide receiver on the team, don't drop balls that hit him right in the hands. It's happening more and more. Uh, I know last night the conditions weren't exactly ideal. It was wet. It was yeah. wet. But the ball, I mean, bro,
1: do quarterbacks nowadays, or maybe some quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes, are they throwing harder, harder. balls to yeah. catch? I know Josh they, Allen does because they throw so hard. I mean. It's harder to catch. I think it might be a faster pass. It it really is, um, you know, and and that touch, that softness, is something that I mean, if you throw it soft, it's so easy now for defenses just to step tip, in front of tip, it, knock done. it off, yep. pick it off. So you have to throw it hard to get it right through these tight little tiny windows. I mean, in the NFL nowadays, velo is, is yeah, it's it, like in, baseball. In, in, velo co- is in college, important. you may have a big enough you may have a big enough hole and room in in the defense where you can. You don't have to throw it, and, zip it in there every and a, time. And a talent gap in college. Yeah. There's a talent gap. Exactly. But in the NFL, it's it's inches. You've got a tight window. you got to throw it really hard. And those passes are always going to be harder to catch for the receiver. I still really enjoyed last night's
4: game. I really enjoy watching both of those quarterbacks play. Uh, both of them. Uh, they're both so fun to watch. They, you know, they scramble around. They make plays with their feet. They, Patrick Mahomes has such an uncanny ability to know exactly where that line of scrimmage is. Almost at every pass, Ben, when he uses his legs and he runs up to where the line is, I'm like, he's over the line. He's not. He never is. He knows exactly. He has such good awareness. The, the
1: first, uh, I think it was the first touchdown or the second touchdown for the Chiefs. And he does these kind of plays so often where you're sure he's going to get sacked. Yeah. And he gets out of it, and then he starts running, and you're sure he's gonna run, and then at the last second, hits the brakes right before the line of scrimmage, and sees someone who's wide it's open. It's unbelievable.
4: Because
1: the defense you can only cover those guys for so long. That was the guy in the end zone yeah. that had to go down yeah. on his knees. I but was like,
4: he, he's over the line, but he wasn't. But he, wasn't. he never is.
1: And you know, the rules state that as long as the quarterback, like even like one toe, is still yeah. at the line of scrimmage when he releases the football, that counts as still behind the line. So. Patrick Mahomes has taken advantage of that. He um, is—he's really the ideal quarterback. I mean, he doesn't doesn't throw those receivers under the bus easily. Could he doesn't have to though? Because everyone knows, you know, no one's no one's saying Patrick Mahomes is overrated as a quarterback. They they see the Chiefs and they they know what the issue is right now. Um, And you know, the NFL—it's a you know because of the salary cap, they couldn't keep. Tyreek Hill around for his uh, you know big deal with the Dolphins. They had Tyreek Hill still. Over. Just, it's over. It's the, over. It's, the league is over. So in that sense, if you, if you want to say, hey, it's better for football because now you have more teams that are in it because the Chiefs aren't quite as good, teams like the Dolphins have gotten better, then you can say they're doing it right. But uh, if the Chiefs had been able to hold on to Hill to go with what they have right now, I think you'd they'd be clear favorites. Yeah,
4: they don't have much else. I mean, they really don't, outside of Kelsey. And even he did not have the the world's greatest game last no. night. Um, they 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 could have used some help uh, in, in the receiving core, but it was a great game. I mean, it really was. I, I felt like you. I was like, oh, Chiefs are going to run away with this one uh, after watching them early. And the Eagles just find a way to stay in there. I like that team a lot. I love watching those guys play. I love Pacheco for the Chiefs. He is so fun to watch. Not your typical running back at all, I don't know that anybody runs harder than that guy does in the NFL. He is so fun. He's always moving. Um, he They're just – but I, I'm with you. I mean, it's not going to surprise me if they they make the Super Bowl.
1: I need a contestant for Take on Woods. If you want to call right now, we're going to play in about three, four minutes. 833 eight zero ninety seven three. 973 Still trying to qualify. Listeners, for our November grand prize getaway to Las Vegas, Michael in the chat says, how can Ben say they're the deeper, better team when outside of Kelsey they have one of the worst wide receiver cores in the NFL? I, I I acknowledge that, and yet they still almost outgame the Eagles two to one in that game yesterday. I mean, they're not going to make those shoot in the shoot yourself in the foot type mistakes every game that they did yesterday. They just play a clean game. They beat the they beat the Eagles fairly easily. I thought you were just about to say they beat the f out of the Eagles. I was they almost going to say pff- Phillies because they're from <laughs> Philly or they beat Philly. Man, they, they, beat they beat the. <laughs> You know, and and give the Eagles fans first, <laughs> first FCC violation. Yeah. They <laughs> well are time. the Eagles are nine and one. Their loss is to the Jets. Somehow, I, I mean, they find ways to win. They haven't really dominated many of their games. They. But will they say find that, ways to win games I will in say, the end, and that is certainly a skill, a very, very valuable skill that you can have as a team, is just finding ways to win games.
4: After about two weeks of the NFL, I was over the um, brotherly shove until I watched it about four times last night, and now... It's one of my favorite plays in football. They just talked about it way too much Don't early. Don't you feel like
5: you see it a lot more now yeah, that
4: we've been and, talking about and it and watching them do it last night? And the you know the the camera right in on them, and you see the linemen all go down. You see a guy try to fly over the top.
1: You cannot stop it. I mean, Eagles and and Chiefs is I mean it's brotherly shove. It's Kelsey brothers. It's Taylor Swift. It's Mama Kelsey. I, it's, it's it's a lot. It's it's, it's a lot now. It's it, a lot with these teams. And you're going to probably see them again. I mean, there's a good chance we'll see them certainly in the playoffs and maybe even all the way through the playoffs again uh, to another Super Bowl rematch. it would be great. It'd be great. They're great teams I mean, who, Who are the teams that we're looking to stand in the way of those two teams? The Detroit Lions. The Dolphins. Fantastic story. We like Dan Campbell. Are you really going to trust the Lions in the playoffs against the Philadelphia Eagles right now? The Ravens. Ravens are a very good team. I would say they've got a shot. But right now, it's still to me the pole position in both conferences well, belong. Even if it's not record wise, I still think it's the Chiefs and the Eagles. I
4: do too. And but you know the good thing Forty ers maybe you, you're seeing some really um, you're seeing some really bad quarterback play. It's really fun to watch a game where there's some good quarterback play, and I know. You know, like like you said in the chat, too, Hertz didn't exactly play like Hertz is capable of last night as well, but still managed to find a way to win the game. I'll I'll watch a game with teams like that, with quarterbacks like that, any day, even if they're not having a perfect night. It's so much more entertaining than some of the stuff that they're rolling out there, uh, you know, in most games. And, and in, in the NFL... Who did you say
1: the new Jets quarterback is?
4: Oh, uh, my... Um, Someone named Doyle. Is that right? Boyle. Boyle? Boyle. Boyle I don't even know. Doyle? Tim Doyle. Tim, Tim Boyle. Boyle. Oh, my God. I mean, and you're getting a lot of that, but the cream will rise to the top. The teams that quarter, their quarterbacks stay healthy. they'll be the last four teams standing, and I think those games will be elite. as they hour, always are. Yeah,
1: this hour in Ben Woods is brought to you by Smart and Final. Score a Turkey Day touchdown when you shop your whole feast in one trip, and that's it at Smart and Final, use promo code. SF Thanks for free delivery or in your next order. I was listening to Gwen and Chris yesterday. Chris read that as SFT Hanks. SFT Hanks. SFT Hanks is the promo code at Smart and Tom Hanks. Both no. They both were. It's SF. SF Thanks. All right, let's play a little Take on Woods. It's time for Take On Woods. Take on Woods. Take on me. Take Woods. Yeah. Uh, look at everyone calling in. Let's go with Daniel today. Daniel, are you ready to play some Take On Woods? All right, he is there. Uh, He is playing to qualify for our grand prize two-night stay at Resorts World Las Vegas and show tickets to Luke Bryan. He's headlining at Resorts World Theater December 29th through January 6th, final dates of his show. Tickets are on sale now at rwlasvegas.com. You need to beat or tie woods in our five-question musical trivia contest, but to give you the advantage, we'll let you pick the category here. Your choices are one step at a time five musical answers including the word step fight club five musical answers with the word fight and our new category today 365 days all about artists and song titles including the word year all right so of those three daniel one step at a time fight club or 365 days what's it going to be Fight Club. All right. Five musical answers. Those are song titles or bands that contain the word fight. You'll have 60 seconds. If you don't know one, say pass. We can come back to it if there's time left on the clock. First question is the two-second song. Polly's going to play a little bit of music. You need to give me the title of the song and the artist, one of which will contain the word fight somewhere. Just keep that in mind. Are you ready to play, Daniel. Do it. all right 60 seconds on the clock
5: Man, i need a second here this is not working
1: Pauly needs a second here because it's not working
5: vamp then woodsy vamp. is uh
1: is blissfully unaware of the technical difficulties as he is out by our christmas tree uh well actually that's just a blinking tree in here that's reflecting on woodsy's face are you good we're good Thank you. that was the worst naming ever all right my <laughs> club is best. the category Daniel, <laughs> <laughs> 60 seconds on the clock your time begins when paul plays the music Good luck, Daniel. Let's take on Woods. I've got another confession
5: to make. Fighters. Uh, ah.
1: Which Beastie Boys classic from their debut album was actually written ironically, although the band admits a lot of the audience didn't take it that way?
5: Fight for your right.
1: Correct. Jamaica's Carl Douglas capitalized on the Bruce Lee movie craze with which 1974 disco hit? Foo fighting. Correct. Which empowering single became the first mainstream hit for Rachel Platten in 2015? Uh, Correct. Singer-songwriter, piano player Vladimir Andrasik is better known by which hockey penalty stage name?
5: Uh, oh, man.
1: Ah. All right. Go back to that Foo Fighters song. You got the artist. That's uh, the that, uh, that, uh, best of you. Yes, very good. Pulls it out right before oh. the buzzer for a score of four. Best of you, Foo Fighters. Fight for your right, Beastie Boys, Kung Fu Fighting, Fight Song. The one you didn't get, the, uh, the hockey penalty stage name is five for fighting, is what that mm. guy goes by. I don't know. We'll see. Four is a good score here. Hang on the line, Daniel. Bring Woods in. He doesn't get the category. All right, Daniel's score is locked in. Woods gets his headphones on. 60 seconds back on the clock. Your time begins when Paul plays the music. Good luck, Woods. Let's take on Daniel. I've
4: got
1: Best of you, finish. Foo Fighters. Correct. Which Beastie Boys classic from their debut album was actually written? Ironically, although the band admits a lot of the audience didn't take it that way. Their debut album? Uh, I'll pass. Jamaica's Carl Douglas capitalized on the Bruce Lee movie craze with which 1974 disco hit? Kung Fu Fighting. Correct. Which empowering single became the first mainstream hit for Rachel Platten in 2015? Pass. Singer-songwriter, piano player Vladimir Andrasik is better known by which hockey penalty stage name? Fight for Fighting. Correct. Let's go back to which Beastie Boys classic? Fight for Your Right. Correct. Which empowering single became the first mainstream hit for Rachel Platten in 2015? I'm a fighter. Ooh, good
4: guess.
3: <laughs>
5: you know the song.
1: Yeah, you do know the song. It's fight this song. Is my
5: fight. Oh so, yeah,
1: very good. Side. But that means we got a four-four tie. Ooh, Daniel, man. congratulations. You have pulled it off, Ooh. and you have qualified <laughs> dramatically for the trip to Las Vegas. Because I say that he knew Foo Fighters, but he didn't know the title of the song. He thought of it literally half a second before the buzzer yeah. got Ooh. it. It was like a buzzer beater in basketball. Uh, he missed five for fighting. You missed fight song. We got a tie. Daniel, hang on the line. Congratulations, Paul. Nice game th- there. All your information during the break and put you into well the drawing done. at the end of the month for Las Vegas. Good job today that in was the a category. Good. Really good. Fight movie. Club. Fight Club. Love it. Yeah. All right. Good job. All right. Let's do. Uh, don't do this coming up next. I have one. Something that you should never do on the golf golf course, especially three times. Coming up next. What's he thinking about this one? I didn't tell him what it is. No, I have no idea. So we'll come back with a, Don't Do This After a Check of Traffic. Don't Go Anywhere. It's Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station. 97.3, the fan. The the best, the best
5: of you. If someone did it, the best, the best, the best, the best of you. Are
0: you gone and on to someone new? Samara! In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Don't do this.
1: It's time for Don't. All right, a couple stories to make you shake your head from the world of sports. Something good on Do Do This coming up. And I'm curious, as I get started today, whether you, Woods, have ever done this on the golf course. Probably. Is it bad? It's bad, probably, yeah. Probably not. Something you're
5: not supposed to do?
1: Yeah, something you're not supposed to do. So, this comes from the DP World Tour Championships in Dubai on Sunday. Final round, final tournament of the season. Uh, and Dutch pro, Juist Luton. Wasn't having a great round. Uh, He mishit one of his drives and chucked his driver. All right. First of all, you don't want to do that. But he chucked it at a tree and it got stuck up in the tree. (laughs) Still I needs, needs his driver. That. Yeah, you
4: guys
1: have seen me I've do that. seen it many times. Still needs his driver. <laughs> I
4: go up now instead of side. I hit a bad drive and it just goes so, straight up in the air. I got walk and get it. It's like yeah. a walk of shame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: he's like, oh, I know I'm not doing very well, but I still need that driver." Yeah, so Yeah, got to have that driver. <laughs> walks over and he sees it up there. It's pretty it's pretty high up, you know. It's like 15 feet up in the air. It's not a very climbable tree. <laughs> so he takes another one of his clubs to try to, you know, throw it up and dislodge the driver to get it to fall down. Throws it up that one gets stuck up there, too. Please stuck. Tell me
2: too. stuck. Yeah.
1: So now an official is trying to climb up the tree. Oh Someone grabs a stick. They're throwing this big branch up. It's not coming. He's feeling like the world's He's, biggest yeah. turd. He says, I think I can get... Now they're kind of both precarious. So takes the third club, throws it up to try to dislodge the first two. No chance. Oh, my God. It There's is. no chance. There's no chance. It's what t- kind of
4: tree is this? A pine tree? Like- a
1: Dubai tree of some sort. They're all three stuck in the tree. He can't do anything about it. He he walks away. He, he leaves ends, them. ends up shooting three over, finishes like third. He just fifth.
4: tells Caddy to cli- <laughs> climb up there <laughs> and grab he it. Just leaves them Go down. to the maintenance, get a chainsaw so I can get my GD clubs down. There's nothing worse, man. There's nothing worse than when you act out in anger and you end up doing something Make an ass out of yourself. De- once. Yeah, it's like you're it's then more you embarrassing. Down. Yeah. I, and then you triple down. I remember throwing my bat one time and I hit a teammate and he oh. was so mad at me and I was I never did it again. I never ever did it again. You may you may get a like a pound on the ground, but it never left my hand again, man, after I flipped it. And it got away from me and hit him in, like, the shins as he was waiting on deck. Mm. And he chewed me out, the likes of which you've never seen. And I wore it because, well, yeah, I acted like an idiot. But that, man,
1: you you look like <laughs> a mean, petulant child. And then yeah, you keep the looking like a moron. The first one is bad but understandable. The second oh. one, you think you can get it. At that point, cut your losses. The third club is what really takes this one over the top. Well, speaking of <laughs> speaking of petulant
4: children, you guys, this, I saw this tweet come across. I had a couple buddies. We were all texting last night, and they were. I was watching football, but they were watching the U.S. Uh, national men's team, and they're playing Trinidad and Tobago. Ben, it, it, the match really. For all intents and purposes, really didn't matter win or lose. They couldn't lose by like four. Four, right. Yeah. So I mean, they
1: had the goal differential, goal differential from was the, from the previous home game, so it
4: was locked up. And very talented player for the US men's national team, Sergio Dest. Uh, he lost his mind last night. There was it was one of the more innocuous red cards. Well, no. His reaction to what happened. So he had the ball kind of dribbling out uh, the out-of-bounds. What do you call the out-of-bounds line? Yeah. He thought he kept it in. The ref said he didn't. No big deal, man. Like, tur- you know, turn the ball over and-, and play the next play. He lost his mind. He lost his mind. He was yelling at the-, the, uh, the referee. He blew a kiss to the referee. He lost it. And so he gets the red card. He gets ejected. And his teammates got to play a man down in not great conditions, you know, not. it's not what you want. He left his, his teammates out to dry. And uh, after the game, Captain Tim Ream, well, he earned that. Uh, he earned his his name, <laughs> Tim Ream.
2: No, there was no explanation. The best guess that we have is um, he felt there was a a fall down in, in the attacking half, um, and then maybe felt that the ball didn't didn't go out of play um, on the ball that I played over to him, but. Um, I don't think either one of those really warrant the the reaction that they came yeah there's there's not not too many things that that i can say here publicly that uh, that we said privately disappointment but i think overall it's a it's a complete lack of of respect um oh for for the guys that are playing for the guys that are on the bench um you know feeling of a of, of, well, lack of respect for for the game itself for the for the referees um we knew and we talk about it every time we come down here um every time you're, you're in a in a calf game, that, that anything can happen so you know not not to give give an excuse um you know for for anything like that to happen so for for me uh, it's just a, a feeling of of disrespect um to be completely honest with you and and you know that's that's something that that you know he, he needs to understand um, because it completely changes, it completely changes the game. But then it completely changes any type of you know potential plan of, of guys coming in and um, you know subs off the bench, um, you know, throws that completely out of whack. So. Yeah, just just disrespect for overall.
4: Man, you hate to hear. Yeah, you, know, you don't want to hear that
1: from your teammate. Right. He took the ball, by the way, and punted it into yeah. the
2: stands.
4: It's, but it's going
1: to create a dynamic going forward. hundred I mean, percent, there is. You know, Dest is an important part of that team, but he's also got to make it good with teammates as well. He wasn't the only one. Did you see um, uh, Nikola Jokic lost his mind? Yeah, he got, and ejected. got ejected from the game, yep. w- waiting for a foul call. He like. Looks like he gets fouled. He puts his arms up in the air. Just lets the ball kind of sit there for a second and goes, are you going to call anything? Picks it up. Thinks he gets fouled again. Just absolutely throws his arms up in the air and goes, what are you doing? And he gets, he gets ejected from the game. Very so. Major League Baseball-esque a little in, in, that, in, that in basketball. That All right, finally a little doo-doo this. D-D mega doo-doo. Go to the San Diego State Aztecs. You know they had a good weekend in Las Vegas. Rewarded yesterday, senior forward Jaden Ledee. Named National Player of the Week by three different uh, national publications, including ESPN, uh, Andy Katz's National, our March Madness Player of the Week, and the Lute Olson National Player of the Week Award. He was also Mountain West Player of the Week, averaged 28.7 points, 12 rebounds, two and a third assists, two steals, and a block in uh, three games for the Aztecs last week. He has been, quite frankly, the best college basketball player in the country through the first two weeks of the season. It's been amazing. Inside game, that mid-range jumper. He's even hit some threes uh, this season as well. He is looking absolutely dynamic and unstoppable. And and one he th- looks as
5: dominant oh, a player yeah. as San Diego State's ever had.
1: And one thing that he did that I mean, doesn't even really show up in the stat sheet he fouled out both of Washington's centers, the, the the starting center and the backup center, both got five fouls trying to contain him. I think he shot 16 free throws in the game. He's been at the Damn. line just constantly all season long. Lede is a monster right now for the San Diego State Aztecs, who are looking like I, they look like maybe a top fifteen, top ten team. Now, not according to the voters. Saying, uh, top twenty their top thirty team, who, according uh, to the voters. The AP voters moved them only from thirty one to twenty nine because I don't know, they weren't watching last week. The coaches poll, completely irrelevant, dropped San Diego State four spots for their three wins last week. Against, it makes no what sense. Are, what are do we them? doing? Right here. Against first they beat Long Beach State, who then went and won at Michigan. Yep. Then they beat St. Mary's, routed them in the second half. And then they beat Washington in one of the best games of the college basketball season so far. Washington, a team that's probably going to finish, I bet top three in the Pac-12 this year. Yeah,
4: the disrespect dropped them is, four spots in the rankings.
1: Massively, massively real. <laughs> I thought I understood it for years. I go, you're still San Diego State. You're never going to get that level of respect. I thought this once they got, the, I thought be once be the they year. got to a national championship <laughs> game, it would almost reverse and like, okay. They're, they're going get, get to get a little too much respect in the polls Ooh. now, I mean, but I'll take
4: it. No! Look, as a head coach, this is exactly what you want. It's exactly... True. If you're, if you're Brian Dutcher, you're like... Yeah. <laughs>
1: Bit of a trap game on got, Saturday got against now. Cal. I mean, they can make their season by upsetting San Diego State. They're playing in a little high school gym up in Orange County. So any motivation that uh, Brian Dutcher needs, he can say, hey... These guys, they still don't believe in you, so you better, not, uh, you better not mess up now in this game against Cal on Saturday up at Sarah High School. So that is a don't and do do this for a Tuesday.
4: That was Don't Do This with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan.
1: All right, um, the Shohei Otani watch is on. It is definitely on. A very, very interesting piece
4: uh, released yesterday in The Athletic. A lot of GMs are obviously willing to entertain a Shohei Ohtani on their team. But some of the common sentiment, Ben, is how long does this guy really want to pitch? That's probably the
1: biggest worry for uh, GMs out there. And there's a little evidence maybe to back that up. I'm also curious about this report that Ohtani wants the... Otani sweepstakes to be conducted in secrecy. It's very interesting silence. to me. I feel like that's <laughs> BS, but we can talk about okay. it. Okay, that's all coming up next with Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, ninety-seven three, the Fan.
0: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: After the
5: end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, you are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports Chicago, Illinois.
1: Tune in to kick off with Boomer and Valenti every Friday night, 6 p.m. here on 97.3. The fan, Boomer Science and Mike Valenti previewing all the NFL action. Of course, we've got three games coming up on Thursday this week. Love the Thanksgiving slate of games. I do too. It's always nice just to have it on all day long. Yeah, I feel like That's I don't get house. to actually sit and watch a lot of them, but they're on. No, but it's good to have them on, yeah. even if you can't pay 100% attention. It feels right. It's good background. Noise for Thanksgiving, yeah, no question In about my it. And I think uh, we get pretty decent matchups. We got uh, the Lions are always one of the traditional Thanksgiving games, which usually makes the Thanksgiving games be terrible. Because <laughs> the Lions games are terrible, but, but they're so fun and they're at home. The
5: Packers, that's who they're playing. Packers, they're Lions. kind of bringing that. Game yeah, down they're a bringing bit. that
1: one down. Uh, the Cowboys and Commanders is probably not a great game, but not a horrible game. Good game and to then, bet uh, on potentially. And then it's a 49er Seahawks, which is a pretty good yep. one to wrap it up in Seattle on the Thursday evening game. So I was a, with a, a the, decent uh, triple header.
5: I was with a 49ers fan over the weekend, and he was telling me. So the 49ers and Seahawks have not played each other yet this year. Two teams fighting for playoff spots.
1: Right, they're uh, neck and neck in the NFC West. They right play now.
5: them twice in three weeks. Oh. He says, he goes, dude, we got the Seahawks on Thanksgiving, then the Eagles, and then the Seahawks again. <laughs> I'm like, oh god, <laughs>
4: brutal. Have fun, have fun, my friends. That is a brutal I, uh, stretch. I was looking yesterday, uh, came across this article
1: and. Hold on, oh. uh, we got to get to traffic okay, first. Do traffic. So before that, uh, also Bob Boomer and Valenti, of course, is always brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos of brought to you right. by those who drink it, and Lowe's. Lowe's knows home improvement. We'll get to uh, the show. Hey well, Otani, and
4: coming up next, more about Boomer and Valenti for sure, of course. After, after the
1: traffic yeah. here on ninety I can't Street get enough. Of I know Boomer, Boomer and Valenti. Valenti. Now you may proceed with your Shohei Ohtani talk, sir. Yeah, Boomer and Valenti were talking yesterday, Ben. No,
4: they weren't. This was Ken <laughs> Rosenthal. They were talking about um, Shohei Ohtani and, and, you know, obviously the the most interesting free agent of our lifetime since we've been alive. That's. I think that's... <laughs> That's fair. There's no no question. That's fair. I mean, there's been some huge, huge names on the market. Massive, massive names.
1: Guys switching teams. Aaron Judge was a free agent after hitting 62 home runs. Yeah, that's a big one. Yet, I still think Shohei Otani tops them all in terms of free agent interest. The
4: way the article started was interesting to me because I never – I didn't read too much into it, but it did make me think for a second. So, uh, Rosenthal starts his piece by saying – well, occasionally after one of his rare, pitch, uh, poor pitching performances, Otani would enter the dugout, and he would joke with his teammates, maybe I just hit. Like, I'm not, like, maybe I'm just a hitter. Maybe I just focus on hitting. And I think it's a real concern for uh, a lot of GMs out there that are potentially looking to add Shohei Otani to be what uh, it will break. It's going to break the bank. It's going to break records. It's going to be, you know, face-of-the-franchise type move. Uh, his agent, of course, Nez Balelo? B- Bale- Is also Adam Jones's agent. Nez is telling people, "Look, nope, don't worry. He's going to be a two-way player for for a long time. He's going to do that. There's no, don't have any fear." A lot of GMs around the league are questioning that. They're they're questioning essentially what is his desire to do this long term, and I think that's something obviously you have to factor in if you're going to give the guy seven hundred million dollars. Do I want (laughs) to do that for? Two years of pitching, and then he's a first baseman, DH, corner outfielder even. Um, but they're, they're one of AL executive Again, none of these guys put their name on it, but they all said, I think he'll come back. I think he'll pitch very, very successfully for a period of time. What I need to understand is what is his desire to pitch? How long does he want to pitch? Nez is going to say one thing, but at the root of it, I think this guy's a hitter. I think that's what he loves. I don't know how long he wants to pitch and how long he can successfully continue to do that. I just don't know how long to make the bet. That's the hard part. What's the staying power? It remains the biggest question of the offseason, because if you're going to commit that kind of money long-term, you'd love to have a player go, hey, I'm, I love pitching and I love hitting, and I'm going to do this for the rest of my career. It's probably not sustainable, minus the probably. It's not sustainable.
1: Well, obviously, the general managers need to be asking the questions before they invest five, six, seven hundred million, whatever it's going to be, into Shohei Otani. They want as much certainty and clarity as they can get uh, from him and his agent. I think reading into that little Ken Rosenthal nugget about you know coming back into the dugout and going, maybe I should just focus on hey. It's like when I hit a bad drive and I go, I need to take up pickleball. Sure, yeah, yeah. I'm not giving up golf. There's no chance I'm giving up golf. But it's something you say when things aren't going well. You know, you make a little joke and you go, Yeah, I probably should just focus on the hitting, right? At this point, I, he probably when he strikes out he comes back to the dugout and says, well, maybe I should just be a pitcher. You know, all there, it. It, it, I mean, there's, hold you on, that's read into that. Well, they're not. Okay. the The GMs didn't hear that
4: and go, Oh, I'm concerned. Okay. It's It's more of, I guess, other. I guess knowing the game and probably knowing for a while, like he's going to have to make a decision at some point.
1: You're going to get, I think. We don't really even know, though. That's the thing with Shohei Otani. You have, you know, general managers who know as much about baseball as anyone. They've seen it, you know, a thousand different times with players, all different types of hitters and pitchers. But no one has ever seen anything like Shohei Otani. There's no. Manual. There's no, okay, well, you know, with all the other combination hitters slash pitchers who have been successful in baseball, they usually have, you know, about seven years where they can do that and then they focus on the other thing. We have no idea. He may be done. He may never pitch again. He may pitch another 10 years and continue. He may get better at pitching as he goes on in his career. We don't know. There's no playbook for Shohei Otani. There's no manual. There's no blueprint for what he's going to look like as he gets older in his career. No, and that's. I think that, that is, is what's, so
5: hard to discern what that's, to do here.
4: That's what the GMs are questioning. And again, I, I don't know. I think when you question somebody's desire to do, you know, to do one part of of his job, right? You've heard that about. You've heard that about one way players. Oh, dude loves to hit. Hey, you 20. do it about me all the time. A hundred percent. Guy hates playing defense. Manny Ramirez, like, all right, let's sign Manny. Juan Soto is one a guy that gets dragged continuously. Oh, great hitter, but man, he's such a liability defensively. This is different. This is massively, massively different. You're you're hiring and spending, um, you know, double. You're you're paying for for two when you may only get the two way player for a couple of years. There's clearly something about his desire to continue to pitch. And again, it's not based on that that bit that he does in the dugout. Maybe it's something else they know. Maybe that's just a good way to float it out there, to try to drive the price down. Though, you're not going to drive the price down on Shohei Otani. You're
1: just not. What what do we know? Well, Father Time is undefeated. uh, He's undefeated. He's going to get older. He will get Shohei, too. Which will impact both his hitting and pitching. Which will it impact first? Don't really know about that. How soon will it happen? Will it be accelerated because he's doing both? I mean you can you can maybe speculate that doing both will you know put more mileage on him a little bit faster than another player but again we don't really know that no way to know. We do know he's had now two major surgeries but a lot of pitchers who don't hit have had two major surgeries at this point as well. So you can't blame that on necessarily being a hitter or a DH or you know the training or the stress that he puts on his body in between starts does it have any effect on his pitching? They don't know. You so, don't know? Nope. They don't so know so many really layers know. to
4: it all. Didn't we talk about this? C two C twenty Moreno says he could end up closing later. You know, I think in I think that's the first thing I thought was, all right, but if you're gonna pay let's say it's a ten year deal. So next you know that next year you're just getting a hitter, and you're getting a damn good hitter. And he's gonna be ready by all by his surgeon, by his agent, and by himself. I'll be ready to hit. Pain free, I guess. Uh, in 2024. So next year, he's going to be your DH. So you're going to be spending a tremendous amount of money for a DH. The year after that, he's going to be a two way player. He's going to pitch and hit. And maybe the year after that, he's going to be a two way player. And then let's say he's like, all right, I'm not pitching anymore. Or can you move him to a closer's role and still keep him in a lineup? That, that to me is weird. Like that's a weird, there's a, there's a certain, Preparation, I think that goes, that's different than going every five days, every six days. If you're a closer, what are you playing first base for eight innings? They're like, all right, it's like adult league. They're like, go get heated up. You got the ninth. (laughs) Like, I don't think it works like that. So you're, whoever does this, whatever organization signs him, they're going to have to be the most forward thinking, creative, um, willing to adapt to the player. Organization that exists in baseball. I don't know who it is. I don't know where he's the best fit. I really don't. I saw Max Scherzer was lobbying for him yesterday um, on a on a podcast saying, "Hey man, money's great, but winning's
1: better." You know, come to Texas, he'd be a great fit in Texas.
4: He'd be he's going to be a great fit anywhere.
1: I think that bodes well, maybe for the Giants. Potentially, yeah, they don't do everything right, but you know they are willing to try different things, and you know, like they did with them this year that. They think outside the box occasionally. They do, but that,
4: was that Capler or was that Farhan? I, I,
1: I don't know which one. We'll R.J.J.
4: in the chat says, you guys are looking at this all wrong. It doesn't matter how much you pay him or what you pay him to do. He's going to pay for himself by being on the roster. And they did address that in this article as well, talking about, look, he gets, it's, it's like they compare it to Messi going to, to Miami. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a financial windfall. Again, though. I mean, we've
1: talked about this. We have. I don't do, I don't agree 100% Do we know with that. that? Like do we know I, like no. statistics no, from the no. Los Angeles
5: Angels like how much jerseys that were sold yeah, and I, I, you how know how much income was We, we, we in.
1: talked about that. And like for instance it we, makes with, sense. It with the Padres sense. Yes, they will generate a ton of interest uh, in Asia if they sign Shohei Otani, But the Padres already have a lot of interest in from Asia with Yu Darvish. And Hassan Kim on the team is there? Is there that much room to grow? How much of that jersey sales do you actually see? If you have already sold out almost every one of your games, you can't really sell more tickets next year. I don't know what the Shohei Otani bump is now. If you're a smart team and you had a bunch of empty seats and all of a sudden you filled them all because Shohei Otani signed, and you know you add a ton of advertising from you know from Asia on your Scoreboards and all over the place, and you add a bunch of revenue, and you do it smartly. Yeah, there's, there's definitely a way to offset the giant salary that Shohei Ohtani is going to command, but I don't think it's a, I don't think it's like a guarantee. Like we just signed Shohei Ohtani, you we sit back and. Just let money. checks roll in. I mean, you, there's a lot of work that goes into monetizing so, and it, even a, a player like Shohei Otani. And again,
4: uh, it says in here, Otani would mean different things to different franchises. Again, I agree. He's not going to help teams like the Dodgers and Yankees sell many more tickets. Both those teams annually are among the sports attendance leaders. But even for those clubs, one executive said, there would be a halo effect on the brand. Sure, yeah, it would energize the fan base when you get a Shohei Otani, but... Are the Dodgers going to – it really will would need to be a team. The Cubs are the most interesting one are, for me. Are the
1: Angels baseball's financially most successful franchise? No. I, I don't think so. And they've had Shohei Ochan- Ohtani on the cheap, really, for yeah. the last few years. Yeah, he's made $40 million. I mean, if, dollars, if you're telling geez. me the Angels made $700 million last year, even though they missed the playoffs for the – 38th straight season, then I'd say, okay, then Shohei Ohtani's probably worth it. But there's no reports that the Angels are just raking in money hand over fist compared to other teams just because they have an affordable Shohei Ohtani on their roster. Now you're talking about having a really expensive Shohei Ohtani on your roster. Yeah, and you still, and like Joey says, it's still
4: you still have a, a, a certain amount you can spend or want to spend without paying exorbitant taxes On your roster, it's not, it's not the free for all that you think it is, but if he's helping off, offset some of the costs by being a global superstar, sure, it's going to help. But, you know, I, I, again, I don't know that it's sign Otani, make a billion dollars, because I think every team would do that. If I could, if I could give you $700 million and make a billion, I'm doing it every time. (laughs) I just don't know that that's going to be the case, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, they're going to have – it's good, It's going to have to be a really creative franchise. Marketing is going to have to be really creative. The manager, the the all of the people that make the decisions on a day-to-day playing basis, it's going to have to be I, get I think of
1: that internet I meme. Mean, sign Shohei profit. Right. <laughs> Just, it's, not, it's not one directly leads to the other, for yeah, sure. Th- you're going to have to be a competent franchise, man. You're going to have to be a really
4: competent franchise in all facets from – from the, the way you manage him as a player and the way you market him as a player.
1: What did you make of that report that Shohei Ohtani and his agent have requested? If we meet with you, we don't want it leaked. We don't want anyone to know about it. We don't want this negotiation to be conducted in it the media. With sense to Shohei me. Ohtani talked with the Giants today. He talked with the Dodgers. He wants it all to be done in secrecy. If my contract is up and I'm free to go talk to other radio stations, I want Adam and Michael
4: to know that I've talked to 15 other radios. (laughs) I want to take selfies with
1: them at lunch. But if you're Otani and everyone knows you're talking to a bunch of people, you don't necessarily need them. They're all assuming it anyway. You don't need it reported. Yeah, doesn't it go go without
4: saying that teams will be... I
1: haven't heard any reports. Maybe we're the only ones in on Shohei (laughs) (laughs) Otani. I feel like we've got this let's thing in the ball. bag. Let's lowball him. Yeah. Like Six million dollars
4: a year. We, we get it done? I don't know how much stock <laughs> I put in that. I it doesn't see. I don't know him from, you know, we barely hear the guy talk. He hasn't talked to the media in forever. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy that's like, if you let this leak, I will punish you. You will be out of the running. That's not smart business either. Plus, I mean... If you get the right contract that's best for you and you love the
1: future of the team and they can market if, you well, you're going to sign that if deal. If he's visiting, let's say he visits the Giants... They could try to whisk him in through back entrances. Shohei Ohtani stands out. You know, he's not hes not an anonymous figure. He gets all, what are even, you doing all on Zoom? At a, even at a private airport, someone's going to see Shohei Ohtani in San Francisco and tweet about it, and the people will make a connection. Oh, I wonder why Shohei Ohtani's in... San Francisco. I, today. I just see Seattle want flight today. radar and
5: be like, "Hey, the exact Giants <laughs> owner's plane is on its way to this city I mean, yeah. to meet with somebody." Hmm, well, who could that be?
4: I just don't know why it would bother you. I don't. I I can't logically decide why that would bother me. If I would think the more, more the merrier. But what do I know?
1: Felt like something was bothering you before the show that you wanted to get to that we haven't talked about yet. Bothering you? Is A big that fight unfair? with my wife?
4: Wait till you hear what we had an argument about. Okay, I'll, you guys will probably take her side, but I'm definitely right.
1: Come back, second half of Ben on the way
3: next on San Diego's number one sports station, ninety-seven the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news.